Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Shine Sparkers podcast. I'm Amanda Van Heil. I'm going to be your host. I'm joined by Darren, our creative director, and Roy, our deputy director. And then we also have Leon here, who is new to the site. Leon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, at the moment, I'm sort of a graphic designer for um, the site. I work on a lot of the some of the headers that you see on um, a lot of the features. So the first article that I worked on was actually Darren's Metroid 5 uh, concept. Um, so I did the header for that one. And my most recent one, I believe, was the Metroid trainer, his um, community spotlight. Um, so other than working on the headers, I also do other things outside of Shine Sparkers. So I run my own website called Ninty Buzz, which is a Nintendo website. Um, so I write so we write reviews and other features on that website. And I also work on some of the social media for Nintendo Players UK, a network of Nintendo communities across the United Kingdom. Um, and I also do some streaming as well for both NPUK and NintyBuzz. We work for each other's sites, so I also write for Leon's site, uh, and I do streams with him, so we sort of help each other, um, but it's been a nice uh, arrangement. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, we are very glad to have you on the team, Leon. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. For this episode, we'll be talking about a year of Shine Sparkers, and this has definitely been a year, to put it lightly. Uh, what are some ways we've all been dealing with COVID and all the other greatness that 2020 has brought us? I'm sure Metroid has probably helped in some way. If anything, just giving us this podcast gives us a chance to talk with each other, and that's for some of us the most socialization we're getting because of we're all stuck at home all the time. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think we started the podcast just as COVID was kind of a big deal around the world. And uh, yeah, it's been really good. This has been a good distraction for me, for sure. Um, just working on Shine Sparkers generally and uh, putting together content and uh, arranging for things like this podcast to be recorded and uh, bringing special guests into the site, whether it be the podcast or the community spotlights or um, with our interview this year that we did. Uh, which, uh, with Richard Verodi, um, those kind of things have been a nice distraction. So yeah, it's definitely helped me. Um, I haven't really played a lot of Metroid this year, um, but I have certainly just been really focused on, on the sites generally and uh, projects related to it. Well, even just being part of the site, I know for me, it just feels like I'm not completely wasting my life by staying at home all the time. At least, you know, I feel like I'm doing something worthwhile by working on working on the podcast. And then like I wrote my Metroid feature of when I was Zero Suit Samus. Yeah, and then I got to stream. Yeah. And then I got to stream um, Metroid Prime. And that was my first time ever playing Metroid Prime. And that is that was so much fun. It was it was funny because like I had gone to Disney World. And while I was there, like I would see little things that rem remind me of Metroid. I'd be like, oh, I, <laughs> as much as I want to be here, I can't wait to go back and play more Metroid Prime because I was like almost finished with the game by then. Yeah. And so that was neat. And I feel like it's funny, I've gotten like so much more respect from people when they find out that like I play Metroid and work for Shine Sparkers and like they all people know me as like a Zelda fan. They're like, oh she plays Zelda. They're like, oh, she plays Metroid. Yeah, it's more okay. strings to your bow, isn't it? You can play other games, you're not just a Right, Zelda exactly. Fan. And yes, like yeah. I didn't realize that like you know, people are like, Oh, she only plays Zelda. I'm like, No, I, I play other <laughs> games too. It's fine. But for some reason when you put Metroid on there, everybody's like Oh, well, clearly she's competent if she plays Metroid. Yeah. I'm going, so, so previously I wasn't competent. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they didn't think that. I've been on your stream a few <laughs> times and you've been work, you've been playing all kinds of things. I think you played yeah. Ori at one point, which I, I watched along with. And yeah, you, you've played tons of games. Um, Ori made me cry so hard. I've like, not played it Ori yet. Games. That's that's my game this Christmas. I'm going to be playing. Um, I'm playing through both of them anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it, 
it's a difficult time at the moment for everyone. All of our listeners, I'm sure, will agree it's been uh, particularly challenging. But hopefully next year things are going to get uh, a bit easier. Yeah, let's hope the vaccine gets out soon and works and is effective and all that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, as I said, this feels like it's been 500 years in one. I have definitely appreciated the distraction that Shine Sparkers has offered. Like a lot of people, uh, I lost my job fairly early on in the pandemic. And um, that was very upsetting. But I threw myself into doing work for the website uh, and also hanging out with members of the team. We've been doing movie nights now and then. Um, I've been making some more articles on Wikitroid for rooms in Metroid, and that's been a really great way to uh, help me learn more about the games that I've played for such a long time. I've uncovered secrets that uh, I had never uh, found while I was actually playing them. And I've been doing a little project, which I will share next year, where I broke a flower pot in my backyard and I've been getting my friends to give me Metroid characters to paint on it. And that's been, that's helped me to rediscover my love of art and um, painting in particular. And smashing things. Your, your inner link is coming out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't do the link grunts, but you get the idea. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not sure if that should go in the bloopers or not. Um, I think I might just keep it in the main podcast, actually. It needs to it? exist regardless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it must stay. Yeah. And of course, your acting career has really taken off with Kabutroid's uh, uh, podcast. Oh, yes. Well. Yes. <laughs> I can forget that one. Oh, that's right. That was so much fun. <laughs> it was great. It was a great moment. Um, if you're listening, Kabutroid, hello. Hello, Kabutroid. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, just the podcast generally has been a, a great distraction. Like the guests that we've had, we've had uh, Eric Koslowski, for example, who worked on the Tropical Freeze at Retro and he gave us a bit of an insight into uh, how Retro Studios works. And it's that kind of insight that we don't really get to see. And, and thankfully it was, uh, it was mostly positive. I got to talk to Samus. You did. Can't yeah, forget that. that. Really cool. I was shaking after because I couldn't believe what just happened. I couldn't believe it either. I'd spoken to Jessica for like a decade and just to actually be in a call with her and speak to her and to have her time and her insight into what it was like to play Samus um, was very special. So I was very, very happy with that one. Yeah, that was really cool. Just getting to to talk with her and hear her background and it she was just a nice person just to talk with. She, like, yeah. She's just really easy to talk to. Yeah. It, She's just such a lovely person. And um, and again, Jessica, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed that uh, podcast and putting that together with you. And, uh, you know, there were certain things that she couldn't talk about. And, you know, respectfully, we, we did cut a few things um, that we couldn't talk about. Um, but apart from that, I mean, we had a, a pretty lengthy chat, um, didn't we? It was quite a long podcast. So, yeah, that yes. was a great one. Mm. And then, you know, we got to talk with Milton, talk about Ori and all that. That was Yeah, Doctor M64 as well, talked about uh, his project and uh, previous projects, uh, AM2R and stuff. So that was that was great as well. We've had some really good guests this year. And then, of course, we had Elias. <laughs> we, we, we also, in addition to all of these great guests, had Elias Thompson as well. Had the great we, Elias Thompson. We did, yeah. <laughs> of the Elias Thompson show. Um yeah, and it was uh, it, it was great. His uh, stoic self came over and uh, and told us all about the things that he's done with, uh, with stoic or attempted stoic. Well, I don't know. Amanda knows him better. Would you say he's very stoic, or would you say it's just he is uh, very stoic? Very stoic, yeah. He takes pride in being stoic. <laughs> <laughs> we were, yeah, uh, just just your feature when you when you shared that picture of him in the zero suit was just. Oh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have to be honest. I think he wore it better. 
I think he did too. I, I might have <laughs> I to agree with did. you there. Yeah, I think he did. Um, it's c- kind of hard to beat how he looked in, in, in the Zero Suit Samus outfit. I'm, I'm trying not to think about it. Leon, help me. Uh, tell me what's been great about Metroid for you this year and how have you coped with COVID? Um, so coping with COVID, it actually got me to do something that I've been wanting to do for ages. Like I've done it a bit here and there, but nothing too serious. And that's um, streaming. So um, back in about March or April, is when I first started streaming to a proper schedule. So I stream like about three days a week I try to go for. I've been going quite consistent with it and that's helped me just sort of keep myself occupied um, Mm -hmm. so that I'm not just lazing about doing nothing a lot of evenings. Um, And also it's sort of nice bit of community building as well because I get to uh, create these small groups of um, friends like uh, for example with Monster Hunter uh, we've got a great group which of course Darren knows because he's part of the group um, which you play every Wednesday so that's I have enjoyed playing a lot of Monster Hunter yes I tried um, we did try just keeping it topical we did try and fight the uh, I don't know which monster it was but you do get Samus armor for it don't you yeah Uh, armor yeah and Garuga or something like that. Young Garuga, I think, I think yeah. And, yeah. And that, it just absolutely well, decimated us. Yeah. I still haven't got the full armor, but I'd like to get it at some point and just walk around <laughs> fighting monsters as Zero Suit Samus or... Uh... <laughs> I mean, even the person who is like HR 600 was finding it difficult. <laughs> Although I, 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 think, I think they were just sort of purposely st- setting aside just seeing how badly we would do at that <laughs> yeah, yeah personally but um sort of going back on more on topic um so on fridays i usually will so on mondays and wednesdays i do multiplayer games but on fridays i do single player games so the first one i did was tie the tasmanian tiger then i did super paper mario but then the one after that i started playing through the metroid prime trilogy um which is Really like I got Metro Prime Trilogy when it first came out, and it was actually the first Metroid game that I ever played. It was the game that started it all for me. Mm. I just went into I can still remember going into my H, H, local HMV, and it was on the release day of Metro Prime Trilogy. I looked at it and thought, oh, this this looks kind of cool. Like I'll give this a try, and I had some birthday money because it just came out before my birthday or something like that. So I uh, brought it home, and it was just. I was so amazed with it. It was like amazing. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Um, so yeah, but I've only properly completed Metroid Prime One and got partway through Metroid Prime Two and Prime Three before I started streaming. And the other day was the first time I've completed Metroid Prime Two, and that that was definitely something. Is it was very difficult at the end. Um, I thought. I was nearly not going to make it um, with that timer. And, uh, you beat Dark Samus with 38 seconds left. Oh, is that how close it was? I didn't see the time at the end. Oof. That was close. I was keeping track. Didn't someone... Um, who is it who completed it with two seconds So that'll spare. be Gladrax, so another yeah. team member, Gladrax, who hasn't been on the podcast, but he does our, he controls our social media. Um, he uh, completed it recently as well, just cut up, I think it was about a month or two ago, and he beat Dark Samus with like two seconds, one second Oof. remaining. It was very, very close. Um, he, he'd had multiple attempts um, mm. and yeah, he got to it and yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was exciting. I can say that I did it in one attempt, though. Although, didn't. But you were playing it on normal. He was playing it on hard mode. Yeah, true. But that's cool. I I love the fact that you're playing um, Metroid on stream and you're sharing that with other people. Uh, It was great because at the time of recording, it's the 29th of November. We're recording this in advance. Um, But it was the 27th when you uh, finished that Mm. game and you you had no idea what the ending of Prime 2 was like, Mm. did you? You'd never played it before. So seeing you experience that for the first time, again, like what I've seen with Amanda with her streams when she's been streaming, because you also streamed Super Metroid as well, Amanda, didn't you? That was I did, yeah. I can't remember if I did that earlier this year or if it was last year. I think it was earlier this Um, year because I remember watching it. Was it earlier? 
earlier this mm. year. <laughs> Everything's starting to run together. Everything kind oh, of gosh. merges together, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. And I got to play that. And and like you were saying about like having like two seconds to spare, that was like me at the very end of Super Metroid. Like when you do like the running escape thing, I I think I had like maybe 10 seconds left i barely made it I just, and i'm just going oh gosh if i have to do this part over again i'm gonna cry but i made it yeah but just just like seeing you and leon play through these games um for the first time was fantastic because you i kind of miss seeing that in myself um playing these games for the first time and experiencing those moments of like oh wow you know just because when you've played it more than once you know what's coming and it's it's kind of it's still good it's still cool but it's not as magical as the first time <clears throat> so it's nice to see that happen again although it's kind of um, fascinating because sometimes when you watch someone else play something that you've played before sometimes that person will find things that you've never done before so my other stream um that i did the other day like uh, the one where i completed metro prime 2 I got I got a uh, energy tank which you never got before, Darren. You were saying. I don't remember getting it. You don't um, remember getting it. But I yet. don't aim for hundred percent completions. That's why. Um, but I may have seen it on another stream. Like I've seen, uh, like the Metroid headquarters, Metroid Marathon. They play through games hundred percent, and I may have seen it on oh, their yeah. stream, but I couldn't <laughs> remember for me specifically if I've ever got it. That's the one you had trouble screw attacking to. Yeah, the one which. Took me about 15 minutes to get. <laughs> it had to be very precise, didn't it? I, I can't remember yeah. what the area was, but you move those like red mirrors and then they shine a beam. It was the mining plaza in the Aegon Wastes. The puzzle where you shoot the echo key beams uh, with the echo visor to line up the three uh, mirrors so that it so that the light reflects through them and opens up a little hole in the wall. But you, it's a very small hole with a missile ta- expansion in it. Um, you have to very carefully screw attack into the hole to collect the item, and um, you had a lot of trouble with that. It's just like the timing on that last uh, screw attack jump, which um, kept getting me, but I was so relieved when I finally got it. It's like, yes, finally. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you that um, I've had a worse fail the shaft right before the Emperor Ng's room, you have to wall jump up that shaft. The first time I ever did that, for some reason, I kept failing to do the wall jumps. And so I was sat there for half an hour trying to wall jump up the damn thing, couldn't get to it, and then finally I did. Um, and it was very satisfying. So... Overall, then, all three of you, it sounds like Metroid has been a good distraction uh, through this pandemic, which has been great, whether it be for the website or just the things that you're doing in your spare time. Um, it sounds like Metroid has had a positive impact. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Good. And, you know, as awful as the pandemic is and having to be stuck at home, it's still giving, you know, opportunities to do things that maybe we would not have done otherwise. Yeah, certainly... Uh, made me value things a bit more like just valuing going to the cinema and watching a movie or meeting up with a friend so when this is uh when when life is back to normal i will be making the most of that and i'll be definitely meeting up with people more i'll be going to places more and saying yes to more things and uh not turning things down i think that's uh that that's definitely been something that's been on my mind for a while uh through this pandemic i want to travel and like see friends internationally i want to actually move out because as nice as it is living with parents when you're stuck there especially in a pandemic you do start to get like a bit crazy a bit to put things simply crazier more like yeah crazier yeah <laughs> crazier let's go with that <laughs> and uh one thing that i think is really awesome that i don't have because i have a couple of budgies but uh a cat uh, tends to be a good thing. Amanda, you, you have a cat, uh, at least one. I have three cats. Three cats. Yes. So you must be yeah. absolutely fine at home, right? You've got cats. Doesn't get Oh, much sure, yeah. That. Got yeah. my cats. That's all I need are my three kitties. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I really need a ton of socialization. I cannot wait to get out of the house more. <laughs> Double your trips to Disneyland. 
Oh my gosh, yes. Oh. But considering that you've been stuck in so much, you've had like multiple concussions this year. I don't know how you've come. Oh my god. Uh, I know, like every month there's a, just another concussion because I'm just stuck at home. Yeah, this concussion after concussion. Is it you just banging your head on the desk then in frustration that you can't get out? <laughs> yeah, you know, every single time a convention gets cancelled, I just start banging my head again and there's concussion number three. There's concussion number four. <laughs> I think we're on my my one year anniversary of the concussion from last year. Speak of about conventions, yeah, I can feel your pain with that because um, I've got to mention earlier as well. Uh, I also work with a board game company, so I do dem- uh, board game demos at different conventions, and there's just so many conventions this year that I just haven't been able we haven't been able to do just because of covid which is a shame and that's my big chance to go out and socialize because i'm at the end of the day um once we finished with the day of conventioning we then go back to the hotel and just play board games and have a couple drinks which is like the perfect thing for me yeah i've been playing well i was playing board games before lockdown and i was just getting into them i'd been i think the last one that i played was escape the dark castle i really enjoyed that one. oh yeah Nothing, nothing to do with Metroid at all. Although that is something that we should have, a Metroid-focused board game. Oh, I was um, actually thinking about that the oh other day. Oh my god, like, yes. I, I couldn't think of how to do it, but I was just thinking, like, a Metroid-themed board game would be amazing. That'll right have now. to be a topic on the podcast next year. We'll, Clue we'll Metroid to, edition. We'll fit that in. Yeah, we'll fit that in somewhere, definitely. asked you guys how you've been dealing with everything and so we've got a few responses uh, epsilon the derg says distracting myself with randomizers is always fun and looking at whatever the fan base decides to create i cannot i i've never done a, a metroid randomizer i tried an ocarina of time randomizer and like i got so frustrated trying to set it up i just started crying and i had to get my <laughs> husband to help me do it because i couldn't do it and i just got mad and that just completely turned me off to randomizers I remember um, one of my friends at university a couple of years ago showed me a Wind Waker randomizer. It's like I started as thinking, okay, I'll go, th- I'll go through here, and it's like I was all of a sudden in a temper. It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I hope that the items aren't randomized because if you're trying to get those pieces of Triforce under the sea and then you take up a Master Sword or something as an item, I don't know how that would work. You can have like different settings, so you can choose to randomize items but i think some items are locked in a way yeah which it doesn't break the game i think yeah don't quote me on that so a mutual friend of ours and guest of the podcast elias thompson played a uh, metroid zero mission randomizer and that was really cool just seeing him go through that game and collecting items but yes uh the items are locked out in certain areas like certain things can only be unlocked um and there's certain things that will stay exactly where they are i think certain key items but uh yeah it's it's really cool i love randomizers and they should be in all types of games as a standard i think it will definitely keep games interesting and fresh uh again another topic that we should have on the podcast in the future because randomizers are awesome has that ever been done by developer where they just have a mode which is actually randomizer I suppose, like, procedurally generated dungeons is sort of like that in a way, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But for Metroid, it would work really well. Mm, definitely. Tahiba Hussein says, Listening to these podcasts and reviews whilst my parents downstairs yelling. Also, reading memes. He he he. Ah, well, thank you. Well, you know what? I'm glad we can provide a a nice distraction for you while your parents are yelling. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't last too long. (laughs) Um, But yes, thank you for that. Um, And we enjoy putting these podcasts together. It's been a lot of fun. It's nice to get the team together and just chat because even prior to the podcast, uh, when we record it, um, we plan it out and we have a chat and then, you know, we'll go off topic and it's always fun. It's good to have a... a good joke around and we we tend to stay in the call like afterwards and just chat and catch up and it's it's really nice to do that inevitably we talk about food we we do have an obsession with food it seems i don't know what it is um 
I do like food. Yeah. So food it feels like I'm in the right place then. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's salad. Um, Roy despises salad. I love salad. <sighs> yeah, we're the weird ones. We like salad and these guys don't. <laughs> but you don't make friends with salad. You don't. Well, of course not. I eat it. That's why I don't have any friends. I don't befriend anything that I eat. <laughs> when we had Jessica Martin on the podcast, um, I discovered that we have a mutual hatred of salad. And so I'm happy that we have that in common. But yeah, and then the reviews and stuff, um, I, I guess, but we don't really do a lot of reviews, do we? We've done like one since the site relaunched, was, which was for uh, Samus Returns. You know why we don't do because a lot of no reviews? Because there's no Metroid games! There are no Yay. Metroid games! Come on, <laughs> Nintendo! Yeah. 2021, we need to have a Metroid game released. Either Metroid Prime 4, Metroid 5, please let it be Metroid 5, uh, or the trilogy uh, re-released on the uh, Switch. Agreed. Or... Trilogy, Prime 4, and Metroid 5. All of them. Pushing my luck. All of it. That'll be the new trilogy. Everyone is here. (laughs) (laughs) I kid you not. I will probably film my reaction and uh, I'll just be screaming the whole time. We'll have to put together like a quick emergency podcast with our reactions, won't we? Yes. Yes. To be honest, I had that reaction as soon as it clicked in my mind um, on that Metroid Prime 4 reveal. It's just like... Even though it was just a logo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I c- could see the Starfield starting to form into the logo. It's like, it wasn't even the full logo yet. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. Nintendo hates Metroid that much that they're going to cancel a logo. That's how bad <laughs> it got. I remember the stars showing and I was thinking, what, what is this? As soon as the music started playing, I started to scream like... <gasps> And I was screaming for the rest of it um, and then just started sobbing because of how much, like, even if all they showed was a four, what it meant was we were going to be okay. Our community would come back. And I clicked off the stream because I thought that was it. Um, Then I was on an IRC channel because... I used to use IRC before Discord. Internet um, relay chat for the uh, for the younger. I was about to say I don't know what that is, but okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, this friend of mine was telling me they're showing a remake of Metroid Two, and I went, "Wait, what?" Clicked back on the Treehouse stream had just started, and I lost my shit again. But yeah, no. Fa- thanks for those questions, uh, everyone. And and if, if you have any other topics and stuff, just just let us know on um, social media because we do look at those tweets and we look at those Facebook messages, and we're always uh, looking for new ideas of how we can approach the podcast and topics and and even like just questions that you want to ask us relating to the site and to Metroid, and we can have them as discussion topics. So yeah, uh, I hope in twenty twenty one we get a lot more of those. Yeah, someone was asking a couple of months ago whether we had abandoned the mailbag in our podcast um we did kind of move away from it a little because we were doing a lot of interview episodes but we haven't forgotten it um if you want to send us any questions or comments you can definitely do so and uh chances are we'll read them out here yeah, and anything like if there's anything in particular you want us to talk about, let us know, and we will do our best to make that happen. Unless it's about Elias wearing the Zero Six, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I don't much blame you. Hmm. It's a cursed image. I just love the fact that it that I actually got a text message from him going, "Hey, can you send me your Zero Suit costume?" <laughs> <laughs> no context or anything. I just need it. Maybe we could do a special mailbag feature where it's a um, video of Elias answering them in the Zero Suit costume. Oh my god! Sure everyone would love that. <laughs> With his like deadpan voice the entire time. Yes. He's looking directly <laughs> into the camera. Elias gets so much airtime on our podcast. He should be paying us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just shows up everywhere. He should be our mascot. Have you guys seen? There is now a gif of his face on my body. What? 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 <laughs> I'll have to send it to you guys. It is both terrifying um, and wonderful at the same time. 
but it is his face that has been deep faked onto my body. Oh no. I am wearing a dress. Oh my god. If 2020 wasn't bad enough already. <laughs> Please, I can't take much more. To be fair, ter- terrifying and wonderful is my jam. So I'd be happy okay, to Okay, you will that. love this because it is both terrifying and wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't be putting that onto our social media. As much as everybody, I'm sure, would want to see it, I will not do that to my audience. (laughs) Uh, Not going to (laughs) happen. So this year, ShineSparkers celebrated 10 years of being a Metroid fan website. So for all of you that have been working with it, I know I think I first came upon ShineSparkers either five or six years ago. Um, so I've at least gotten to see some of the different things that ShineSparkers has done, but like became like an official member a year or two ago. It, it's, you know, it's all running together. Um, so what are some of your favorite things that the website has done, different projects, features, and all that in the past 10 years? For me, it's definitely the interviews. Um, I joined Shine Sparkers in 2017, but I had been a reader for a long time. So there were, I think, five or six interviews that Darren did, uh, that Darren had with a couple of uh, high-profile Metroid developers, including Tommy Tallarico, who composed... Oh, for, Tommy! Yeah, he composed uh, music and sound for the first Metroid Prime, along with um, Gene Kohler, an artist, uh, Timothy Patrick Miller, the voice of Admiral Dane, and a couple other people. Um, as a Metroid fan, as a Wikitroid editor, it was so cool to hear from them and to uh, hear their answers to questions that we'd had for a long time. Since I joined the site, we've done five more interviews, five more written interviews, and four in the podcast. And um, it's given me a chance to get answers to questions that I've had for a long time. Um, I've really enjoyed thinking of questions to ask, and it's always been fun when we get the answers. So definitely the interviews are my favorite. I just want to jump in really quickly there and say that I'm exactly the same way as you. I really love uh, getting answers to questions that fans have wanted to know. So when I put together these interviews, when I plan them, I like to try and get those unanswered questions if I can um, to just just bring some closure to certain things you know there's certain rumors that have gone around over the years it's good to have an answer to those things and then sometimes when you do an interview as well it it raises more questions yes so there's more things that you want to ask and it doesn't end really Um, but I I just wanted to say uh, just quickly thank you to everybody who has given us an interview um Jim Kohler, who came to us for an interview before we even launched the site. So keep in mind that we had no proven experience in running a site, um, gave us an interview, you know, which was, I think is unheard of. I don't know anyone that would do that. So I really appreciate that because, because of him, the first sort of few months of the site, um, is it, that was so vital to us it allowed us to really get out there and get noticed quickly and uh yeah it, it definitely helped i think if it, if it wasn't for him i don't think we would have had that initial growth so um i really appreciate that and i can't believe that was a decade ago now like time just flies by so quickly so yeah thank you to him and to everyone that's ever given us an interview because they they really do mean a lot to the community it's so nice to hear you know as a fan myself it's just so nice to hear uh from the people that were responsible for making uh your favorite games uh, and one that you mentioned uh, that sorry that you didn't mention there which i think was quite uh notable as well was hiptonaka oh of course um, yeah like the original composer of Metroid, it's like when I made Shine Sparkers, 
Not in a million years would I have thought that we would ever interview the composer of Metroid, you know, and not just the composer of Metroid, but like the father of chiptune as well. Yes. Um, just incredible, like incredible person, incredibly talent, uh, talented person. True story. When you told me that we had landed that interview, I fell out of my chair. <laughs> I remember what I told you, you sounded uh, more than a little surprised. Did you get a concussion? He didn't get a concussion, I don't think. Uh-huh. I think they're exclusive to Amanda. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what about you, Leon? Um, so it's a bit of a strange one for me because I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't even know about Shine Sparkers until You're about fired. a year ago. Um, but one thing which I think definitely shines, to me at least, oh, are I see what the you did co- there. <laughs> as <laughs> their um, community spotlights. Uh, just because... It's a way to um, basically give, a, like it says, a spotlight to people in the community who have um, like basically created something, whether it's cosplayers, artists, and one um, person in particular, which I quite enjoyed recently, was Omni42, because he they just combined two great franchises, one Metroid and Halo. And when I was tr- trying to take some more photos of... Um, the levels that they made, I was just absolutely out, out astounded with the detail that's been put into these levels, and I'd love to properly play some games with them, hopefully some of you guys soon, in these levels as well, if any of you have Halo. <laughs> hmm. Also a very talented illustrator who did the Samus Returns, an interpretation of the scene where the baby Metroid hatches, which was incredible and so beautifully done. I just want to add as well, the community spotlights were something that we wanted to put together when we relaunched the website. I was thinking of new ways that we could um, engage fans and uh, sort of entice our readers to uh, to check out our content. And community spotlights for me was kind of encouraged by when we created Harmony of a Hunter and how we didn't really have a lot of... Um, sort of exposure i guess to to people and we had a lot of and, and also when we started the site as well um we didn't really have a big following and i i just remember we had um dr m64 um at the time who was like in in the early days of working on am2r and i said hey you know we're working on a website we're working on an album you know would you be able to promote this uh, and him and other people they were really kind and they they helped us like they said hey you know check out this website check out this project they're making really cool stuff and and i thought well you know now that we've become more established wouldn't it be great if we could do that as well for other people and just help them out a little bit so this is about giving back to the community it's about sharing positive things within the community and just showing how amazing metroid is and what the series has encouraged people to do like the creative talents of the metro community are they they just blow me away we've had some incredible people and there's so much more out there that we haven't even covered and we've been doing these now for three years i think we've covered nearly 40 features um and we've got more i don't see that ever stopping there's just so many amazing people out there and i want to meet them all i want to share everything that they do with a wider community i think it's really important and i think our community becomes stronger as a result um so yeah it this is this is just about them really this is about helping them um and making sure that they get noticed one thing i like is you just don't just go for the high profile members of the community you also go for the smaller guys as well so it's there's a sort of that equal opportunity thing going on which i quite like absolutely if they've got if they've got an interesting project that we think deserves some more attention then most of the time we're reaching out to them rather than them coming to us um and we're just doing our best to just make a feature and share it and get their project out there there was one in particular which again going back to the whole metroid board game thing there was a a person i can't remember his name you probably might be able to tell me with this roy made a metroid card game and that was really card droid yeah and we had i think i think he had about five followers 
and I think after the feature went up, I think he like he got he got a lot more. Um, and we even now, like that was a couple of years ago, we still like share those things. Like I I continuously like maybe every year or so contact people that we've featured and we say hey you know if you've updated your links or you've changed anything or you've got a new project let us know we'll update your community spotlight so it continues to be fresh and um and then we might decide to share them again in the future sort of like a progress update sort of thing exactly so it doesn't really end you know um so it's like we support them um you know within reason as much as we can which um I think is is a great thing and I, and I hope that more communities start doing that like I'd love to see that happen in the Zelda community I I, I don't know if it does or not I, I've not seen anything like that but maybe Amanda knows if there's anything like that in place we do to an extent um you know the great thing about the community spotlights that we do here with Shine Sparkers and that I've I've seen just with Metroid fans is it it really creates more of a tight-knit feeling and it it helps forge more friendships and actual relationships i feel like and i think it's just because it's such a smaller community than the zelda fan base and that i think is really neat because you know i think i think it was harmony of heroes might be how i ended up meeting darren i'm not positive because i feel like i've known darren just forever at this point and i still don't know how we know each other but we do yeah, well i think we, that, we met around that time so i'd say yeah, that- i think that's how we met because i i'm thinking i might have met because we might have met because of Rosen and revan since they Probably. worked on that and i also helped cover a lot of their work for Zelda universe. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like showing one fan work helps connect another person to another person. Mm. And that I think is what's so important about the community spotlight is because it, it'll help forge just so many new relationships and so many friendships. And it just, it gets the love of, of Metroid out there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's why we do it. I think it's a great set of features and I'm very proud of those. Definitely. I mean, yeah, the community spotlight is absolutely my favorite because it it does share spotlight. Like you guys were saying how it's not just the big names. It's not just like, oh, look at this great person that everybody already knows. It introduces you to people that you wouldn't know otherwise. And you never know what their talents may be or how well your that person's talents and your own personal talents may mesh together. And that could create new projects and new collaborations and that's that's what i really like about the the community spotlights and also just the interviews of getting to talk with people you never would have imagined you'd get to talk with like getting to talk with jessica was just so cool or getting to talk about the the zelda april fool's video that we talked about last week with the creators from uh, rainfall that was really neat. Yes, uh, Jeff and, and Sam, it was great to speak to them um, about the Sky Calls, which was um, an amazing project that they created at Rainfall. And just having them involved, just given us the insight and the sort of behind the scenes sort of um, news, really, about that was, was great. And I remember uh, contacting Sam uh, when it was confirmed that, uh, that they were going to go ahead with Metroid. And you know, it was it was great to get little updates on that and uh, and share that with our community as well. Um, just going back to Jessica, I, I do remember a funny story uh, when I went into the stream, uh, one of your streams, uh, and you was like, "Oh yeah, so hi Darren, yeah, oh we've just finished recording this uh, amazing podcast with uh, Jessica Martin." I'm like, "Shut up, we haven't announced it yet." <laughs> I didn't realize we had not announced it. <laughs> yeah, luckily, like hardly anybody were in that stream, so I just deleted that vibe so that way we wouldn't have to worry about it <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah but no the the community spotlights are fantastic I, I love the interviews as well but for me my favorite piece of content from the site it has to be harmony of a hunter just the fact that we put together uh, a tribute to metroid's 25th anniversary at the time i was i was certain that nintendo wasn't going to do anything for it and for me Metroid is just as important as Mario and Zelda, uh, in, in my eyes at least, and I feel that it deserved that bit of attention. And just the fact that I had such uh, a close circle of friends that were musicians 
and I, I love the music to Metroid. It's my favorite part of the series. Um, just putting that together and, and just paying tribute to those tracks. Um, it, it eclipsed the work that we did for Shine Sparkers just as a, as, as a website, just for features. It just took over. And, um, and I was okay with that. Like, I, I love putting these together. I love heading these projects. I've met so many amazing musicians. Um, and I've met so many incredible people along the way. And Harmony of a Hunter really helped me learn to manage, like manage people, manage teams, uh, manage stress. Um, it, it, it's helped me a lot in, in my day job, in my real, you know, real world, um, real world projects and things. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. It's, um, it's great. We've done five of them over the 10 years. We've, um, you know, we started with Harmony of Hunter that, that celebrates its 10th anniversary next year. And we started kind of planning the first album around this time. So when this goes live, uh, which will be around sort of Christmas, that was kind of when we started uh, like planning out Harmony of a Hunter, like getting people involved, getting people to select tracks and stuff. So I just can't believe that it's, it's 10 years um, since that process began, really. Um, so yeah, just those. And then going up to Harmony of Heroes, Harmony of Heroes is like the greatest thing that I've ever been involved in. Um, it reached hundreds of thousands if not millions um if you just go onto youtube and you type in harmony of heroes and you just look at the amount of tracks on there and the positivity that comes from it we we created something really special with that and i'll be forever proud um so yeah it has to be the albums the albums have like they've been such a huge part of shine sparkers um and to have metroid be you know our first two albums that we put together and just this just the words that you, we get from that as well like without naming names 101 percent run specifically um there, there was a track in there um that really encouraged someone to pick up a guitar for the first time and start playing guitar which i thought was really inspiring um and on the flip side of that there was someone that was going through a very dark time and was thinking of ending their life and that album helped them through a really difficult time and, and thankfully they're still with us um but i was i was really humbled to hear that and it makes me think you know if if we didn't make that what would have happened and just to think that it's it's potentially saved someone's life i think is really special um so for the people that have supported that album and, and still continue to listen to it and still uh, share tracks from it thank you ever so much because that means so much to me um so thank you thank you very much well that's gonna be it for this episode and for the podcast for the year thank you guys for being part of the podcast darren and roy and leon for being here and for being new to the site um i've just loved getting to work with all of you so much and thank all of you for listening each each episode and you know just to find out that this is something that helps some of you get through your day and keep you occupied and just give you something fun to do just is is really meaningful just to have just any type of positive impact on anybody so thank you all for listening just knowing that you guys like it is is just incredible yeah and and thank you for hosting it as well you've been a fantastic host so far um and it's great hopefully i'll stay that way yeah hopefully <laughs> the next concussion that you have you don't forget who we are and forget to turn <laughs> that that works yeah that works <laughs> no but it means a lot i love when i legitimately cannot remember something like that whole week like i legitimately could not remember things i'm like i don't know <laughs> I really hit my head, and I'm pretty sure I just peaked the mic there. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, editing will will resolve everything. I, I just wanted to add, though, um, I, I am aware that there are um, members of Retro Studios that do listen to this podcast. Um, and I just want to say to you guys, um, thank you so much for working on Metro Prime 4. We hope it's all going well. And uh, we hope you have a fantastic holiday season and you get plenty of rest and uh, recuperation so that when you come back in the new year, you release the best Metroid game that we've ever played. And we're looking forward to seeing what you put together for us. Well, everyone, again, thank you so much. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. It's been a rough year for a lot of us, for all of you, I'm sure. But guess what? You made it. So... 
let's just hope everything gets better. I'm sure it will. And we will see you next mission. See you next mission. See you next mission. See you next mission. Hi, everybody, and welcome to... Is this episode 11? It says strip 11. It's episode 11. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure I, I, it's correct. Okay. So this podcast is mainly about a year of Shine Sparkers. First of all, this has been a year for sure. Um, so we want to just discuss different ways we've dealt with COVID over the years. Or sorry, let me try that again. Let's try that again. Yeah, one it, year. I was getting, it, I, does, I, it feels like in a million years. This podcast has been like recorded been in 2027. <laughs> We're still facing COVID because people it's can't so wear gosh. bloody masks. This, <laughs> this year has been 25 years in one. With ev- it all does the feel like it has been happened. 25 years. I feel like we've all aged like a ton. In just I've in definitely year. aged 50 years. I've, for sure. I have not aged, but I've definitely grown outwards. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I do apologize if I cough a few times during COVID. this. No, isolated. Roy's got the Rona. Stay in your room for two weeks. Don't go out. Pass it through the mic. He's got the Rona. (laughs) My Corona. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Well, for this episode, uh, (laughs) you tried us again. Take your time. It's okay. Um, our mutual uh, friend and guest that we had on the podcast, Elias Thompson, I watched him do a zero suit. A uh, zero suit. Sorry, I'm gonna start that again. Uh, <laughs> he did a zero suit as well, but that's another he did thing. do yeah. a zero suit. <laughs> yes, I'll start that again. Um, so our mutual friend and guest of the site, uh, no guest of the site. Let me start that again. Amanda, I'm turning into you. What's happened? Uh, this is your did you job. Concussion? I yeah, think I did have a concussion. You had a concussion. Yeah. yeah, I've caught it off you. I don't know how you catch you a concussion. My concussion. I did. I caught your concussion. Yeah. Oh God, is that going to be the um, issue of 2021 then? Concussions. <laughs> 2021, the concussion in. Yes. Um, let me start that again. Um, so our mutual friend and guest on the podcast, Elias Thompson, I did watch him do a, uh, a zero suits series. I can say zero suit again. I'm gonna, <laughs> this is not working. It, this is not working. Did, him as zero suit service has been ingrained on your mind. Yes. <laughs> I can see him sat at that computer. Oh my God. What have you done to me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I'm getting... I don't think I can say it. I I actually don't think I can say it. Okay. This podcast was edited by Darren Kerwin, with music from Maserati. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find more at shinesparkers.net, along with the latest Metroid news, community features, and exclusive content. Alternatively, you can also find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next mission.